Fairy Tales from Ireland. I'm Richard. And I'm Gary, and these are our incredible stories. Once again, welcome to all of our friends across the United States and around the world, including our listeners from Ireland, because tonight's story is definitely going to delight uh, those folks who uh, live in Ireland. It's an Irish folk legend, and it is all about fairies. So I wonder if anybody listening in this evening, Gary, knows what fairies are. Oh, I think that's a good question. They probably know based on what they've seen. Well, let's go ahead and start off with uh, being a little bit technical. They are mythical beings. Mythical means not real. Mythical beings of folklore and romance. Uh, Fairies also have been known to live underground or in stone heaps, and that's going to be important for the story you're going to be telling in just a few moments, Gary. Uh, And characteristically... Uh, fairies uh, exercise magic powers most of the time for benevolent ends, but sometimes they can be very malevolent or evil. They can be tiny. They can be mischievous. Uh, a lot of times they're protective of their things. And such a type of fairy inhabits tonight's story that Gary will be sharing with us very soon. Let's go into the uh, types of fairies before we find your specific one tonight, Gary. And uh, the first one I have on my list are the dwarfs. They're associated with vast hordes of treasure. And uh, we have elves. Now, where in our culture do we see elves? Uh, Most elves are found at shopping malls or in shoe stores. Yes. In fact, it's always around Christmas time here in the United States that uh, elves pop into our consciousness because they always accompany Santa Claus. Especially Christmas uh, Santa that goes to the mall, mall Santa. Yeah. And then if you watch the movie A Christmas Story, you'll get to see some real uh, naughty elves and uh, not a very uh, beneficent uh, Santa either. (laughs) Well, I think my favorite elf would happen to be Buddy the Elf from the movie Elf. Oh, there you go. Um, we also have gnomes. These are a type of fairy. They, they dwell underground. Um, and the modern garden gnomes, though, they're not underground. They're, they're in our gardens and on our lawns. And, and they look like those, uh, those bearded men with the pointy hats. Well, those are gnomes. That's a type of fairy. Uh, we have goblins. That comes from the Greek word kabbalas. We have leprechauns. Um, they're among the most well-known fairies. Um, those folks uh, tend to fashion and cobble shoes, and they tend to hide their money in pots at the end of rainbows. And uh, the last but least on my list, and I know you have a few more to add, are the pixies. Now, these are the uh, small and childish, often mischievous fairies, uh, and they come uh, from uh, Celtic and uh, even uh, Cornish myth from England. Pixies, however, or fairies like Tinkerbell in the movie Peter Pan, are not the type of fairy in tonight's folktale from Ireland. Oh, that is correct. Now, the fairy in this story is going to take our main character on a little bit of an adventure. All right, but let me let me kind of get this set up a little bit uh, for you. We're going to put in a little setting here. This story is not taking place in present day. 
No, this takes place during the early 20th century, the 1900s. You see, the, the woman in our story, she came from Ireland to the New World, to America, to start her life and grab a hold of her American dream. So I don't know how much you know about factories in New York City back in the early 1900s, but they weren't the most pleasant a place to work in. You know, they could often be very abusive. People didn't make a whole lot of money. They were dangerous, dangerous exactly. conditions, yes. uh, overworked, 12 hours, six, seven-day weeks. I mean, it was, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. And, and the she machinery— She did not find her American dream in New York City. She did not. And a lot of the machinery could be incredibly dangerous. So after a period of time uh, working in this factory, she said, not for me. She scrounged up whatever money she could get, bought her way onto a ship— and then sailed right on back to Ireland. Now, when she got home, and she was back in her, her village or wherever she came from, this, uh, this woman began to have dreams. She began to dream of riches, of gold, and of fairies. And, and she dreamed about where these riches were buried. They were buried inside of this abandoned fort, not too far away from where her brother lived. So after having these dreams uh, reoccurring each night, she decides to go and talk to her brother, and she explains to him what's happening. Now, of course, they very much believe in the fairy culture and, and of the little people and, and all of this. So they decide that they're going to go to the fort. He knows exactly where it is, and they're going to start digging around to see if they can find this mysterious gold from her dream. They're digging and digging and digging. Uh, who knows how many days they spent on this little project of theirs. But to keep it simple, the brother decided, this is not for me. There's no gold here. You're going nuts. You're going crazy. So he tells his sister, you know, you can take your dream and you can keep on digging if you want to, but I'm out. So the woman knows she can't do this alone. So she goes to her cousin who happens to be elderly and she explains to him her dream, and, and that if they find any treasures, well, she's willing to split it with him 50-50. So he goes out there with her, the cousin, the woman, they're digging around trying to find it. They can't find a single thing. And to make matters worse, the cousin dies as a result of the labor. A massive heart attack. Massive, massive heart attack. You know, just, it's a widow maker is what I would call it. And it probably had nothing to do with the haggis or the the lamb stew or all of the meaty uh, fat-building things he ate. It had nothing to do with that at all. A lot of people in the village believe. They believe it had to do with the fairies. With the fairies protecting their gold. That they were not going to let these two yahoos dig up their land and steal their treasure. No, they believe that it was probably the fairies. Now, of course, you can leave that up to speculation. I mean, if you believe in fairies and want to believe that the, the fairy folk did their part to keep these people away from their treasure, well, then you're welcome to believe that. If you want to believe that this man probably had a massive coronary, uh, well, that's probably more likely. But it's all up to interpretation. But what we do know is that the woman never found the gold. And if there were fairies, well, then they did a pretty darn good job of hiding it. Now, I did my own uh, independent research on fairies from Ireland 
once we started talking about this. And so uh, what I'd like to do is just kind of go over this real quick uh, with our listeners and uh, the folks who uh, are listening in Ireland. They'll probably recognize the names of these fairies because they are a huge part, a huge part of the, uh, the culture and the folklore uh, in, in their culture and, and in Celtic culture like in Scotland as well. So uh, the top ones, and you can pipe in. If you've heard of this, just say, oh, I know, I've heard of that one. Uh, a banshee. You ever heard of a banshee? No, I haven't. You haven't heard of a banshee. Well, a banshee happens to be a female fairy, uh, sometimes can even appear as an animal. But the banshee is uh, recognized by the screams and moans that it makes and will often appear outside of a home of somebody who is sick or dying. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Now, the Banshee has been made popular in a lot of different films and TV shows. The one I remember uh, the most that had the Banshee in it was Darby O'Gill and the Little People, mm-hmm. a Walt Disney film. Love that movie, but that definitely deals with the fairy folk in a big way. Another one would be the Leprechaun. We talked about that earlier. The Leprechaun is the one that uh, hides its gold, uh, also is uh, a, a shoe shiner and uh, repairer of shoes. And uh, if you can trick the uh, leprechaun into showing you where their gold is, and well, then you get to keep it. The other one is the puka. Now, the puka and the banshee share a lot in common uh, in that they are harbingers of uh, doom and destruction or death. Uh, But the puka can also uh, be a symbol of good luck. So that one's open to interpretation. But the puka can either be uh, a human-like form or fairy form, but most often when people have spotted the puka, it is a black horse. So they will often see a black horse in the field or near their home, things like this, and that's often a sign that something bad will happen. And the other one that we'll go over, uh, which is a real sinister fairy folk, and we talked about that. You said at the beginning sometimes they can be uh, playful and, and you know friendly, but they can also be very malevolent and sinister. And the one that I'm going to mention to you is the changeling. And the changeling is a fairy that takes on a human form, but will take on the form of the person it kidnaps. So what this fairy will do is it'll kidnap a child, a baby, or a person, and it will take on their features and their characteristics in hopes to fool the family into believing that it is the person. And there's a, a, a many different reasons why it'll do this, but family members will often notice that a person is exhibiting certain characteristics that just don't seem familiar to that person. There's just that feeling of something's a little bit off, you know? You can't put your finger on it, but you know there's something going on there. And so uh, there are accounts, numerous accounts uh, throughout Scotland and Ireland of people who believe that family members were taken over by uh, these changelings, and they would often perform uh, certain tests in much the same way that uh, Puritans would with anybody who was being accused of being a witch. They used these techniques to kind of uh, pull them out of the woodworks, and a lot of times it uh, ended very poorly for that person. And we now know that there are psychological reasons, uh, mental illness involved with this that uh, had something to do with the reason why people perceive their loved ones to be something they were not. So it's all very interesting. And, you know, in 
a lot of cultures in Europe, there's still a lot of people who still do believe in fairies. Yes, in and some of the small rural yeah, areas, in fact, especially. I remember uh, a particular story about a soccer game that was stopped because, and I think this was in Germany, because the ball had gone into the forest. And they did not go into the forest because they considered that to be part of, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. fairy uh, property or fairy right, land, you right, know. Right. And so they, they actually stopped the, the soccer game to yeah, it. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, going back to movies, if uh, anybody's interested in, in watching some movies that uh, are super entertaining and have um, good examples of fairy folk tales in them, uh, the top one I would recommend is Legend. It's directed, oh, yeah, from the 1980s? Yeah, it's directed by Ridley Scott. It stars Tom Cruise. And uh, to me, it's it. I always loved it. It was a movie that I saw when I was younger. And it's it's one that I, you know, it has its scary moments in it. But, uh, you know, if you're between the ages of 12 and whatever, uh, it's an entertaining film. And it does have a lot of the different fairies in it. But it very much follows the the European style of, you know, the different types of pixies and fairies and gnomes and elves and goblins and things like that and uh, shows how that they could be tricksters or try to manipulate a situation to get the goal that they're reaching out for. So, I mean, if you're interested in that, I would strongly recommend watching it. And if you want a Disney classic, uh, I've always loved, uh, like I said earlier, Darby O'Gill and the Little People. It's fantastic. And if you want something corny that will make you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is a movie, Trolls 2 has always been entertaining (laughs) for me. And even though it says Trolls 2, they're actually goblins. Uh, and they live in the town of Neilbog, which is goblin spelled backwards. So, I mean, there's three of them there. If you're really wanting to watch some uh, entertaining fairy stuff, uh, well, there you go. And maybe you haven't seen those movies yet, and hopefully they'll entertain you. Oh, fantastic. Well, what a wonderful story from Ireland. Oh, I think you just had a pixie fly over you. I did. But a final word of caution to all of our listeners. If any of you, I mean any of you, are having dreams of ancient ruins or hidden gold or fairies, I think I would just leave well enough alone. I think that's good advice. Well, folks, I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And this was an incredible folktale. <laughs>